Hello, and welcome to this podcast from Consider This. Please let me know what you think and tell others about us on social media. This podcast was originally broadcast live on Northumberland 89.7 FM. You can hear this show live every Friday at noon. Thank you for downloading this program, and I hope you enjoy it. Hello, I'm Robert Washburn, and welcome to Consider This Northumberland, a current affairs program dedicated to the issues facing our community. We talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life in Northumberland County. So I'm asking you, the listener, to take some time out of your busy day to consider this. For a number of years, Community Care has offered an on-demand bus service to get Northumberland County residents to doctor's appointments and other places they need to go. Back in the fall, Northumberland County Council struck a deal with Metrolinx to provide a commuter service to the Oshawa GO station. It also intended to expand local service to help residents get to jobs and generally get around. Most importantly, it would get people from more rural areas like the townships, Campbellford and Brighton, to Coburg and Port Hope. It would be a one-year pilot project that would cost $300,000. Recently, the county wanted to promote the bus service. It gave out a six-month update. You'll hear Boyd Reed, CEO and co-founder of Hopin Technologies, and Dan Borowick, Director of Strategic Initiatives for Northumberland County, discuss how the system is using technology and existing resources to make the system work. You will hear how it is going and what's coming up next. I'm so pleased to have with me today Boyd Reed, CEO and co-founder of Hopin Technologies, and Dan Borowick, Director of Strategic Initiatives for Northumberland County. Welcome to Consider This. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Pleasure to be here. Before we go too far, what is the Commuter Connect Transit Service for those who might not know? Dan, let's start with you, and then we'll talk to Boyd. All right. Um, the Commuter Connect uh, Transit Service is a pilot project, a pilot project that was initiated uh, uh, primarily uh, through a, a relationship with uh, Metrolinx and, and in due course, Hop-In Technologies uh, to offer a, a shuttle, a, a shuttle, a pilot shuttle bus service um, uh, throughout Northumberland. Uh, its intent is to connect the communities of Northumberland with each other uh, and with the Go uh, the Go Transit network in, in Oshawa. So that it, I guess from an image point point of view, there's both a, an internal and an external component to this. The internal one being the ability to connect multiple communities in Northumberland to to transport individuals, and also the opportunity to have. Uh, some regularity in terms of connecting to the GO service out of out of Oshawa. Um, the intent has always been to make access uh, safe, convenient, and, mo- and, and most of all affordable. On a, on a in terms of a bus service that goes Monday to Friday, with multiple pickup times and locations in in, in Northumberland, and uh, and. Uh, uh, this is a year-long pilot, and I can't emphasize enough that this is a pilot project because certainly, you know, the uh, multiple elected officials over the over the years have have, have stressed the, the 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 need for um, uh, uh, for an internal transportation network. I think as well, uh, 
what we're finding with the the challenges associated with with uh, uh, trying to attract talent to to Northumberland or to get people or to allow people to have opportunities to to access employment and internal transportation network is essential and certainly part of this work and, and maybe Floyd can, can speak to this uh, originally began with a, a working relationship with the Northumberland Manufacturers Association. Um, uh, uh, Hopin has brought uh, a, an, an incredibly effective and efficient technology to to the to the service and I um, um, well, let's talk about that because uh, I I think boy, this is where maybe you could help us. So um, most of us might be used to a, a bus or a transit service. We go, we stand down at the, at the at the street level, you know, by the little sign, and you know, at twenty minutes after the bus comes by and picks us up. So that's what we're familiar with. Can you explain how the commuter connect transit service works in Northumberland? Sure. Um, and the way that it works is taking a traditional uh, transit bus type of model that people are familiar with. You know, we have the uh, bus schedules and stuff like that uh, placed on the uh, website for people to see. But we take a modern spin to it in terms of how we actually go about boarding those shuttles. Because this is a pilot project, one of our big things is understanding where people are coming from, how people are using it, and being able to create the process in terms of making it as low barrier as possible. So normally, when you were riding a bus, you would buy a bus ticket, or even with uh, with Metrolinx or downtown, you buy some sort of card that you're able to load up and be able to ride on, um, kind of hop on and come hop off when you need it. Uh, the way our Community Connect uh, bus system works is that people are able to either go online and buy what we call rider credits, which allows them to board in the shuttle are in person at local community care um, offices to be able to uh, pay in cash if that's something that's uh, needed as well, if they're having troubles navigating uh, the website. But in essence, what this allows is instead of having to have an individual physical bus ticket, the process is completely digitized. The bus drivers have a list of approved riders who have bought rider credits and uh, set their claim on, you know, using the, the shuttle buses at particular times. And from there, they're able to board them on. And once you do board on there, that's how you subtract one rider credit. So the process itself is completely digitized. You don't have to worry about, oh, I forgot my ticket, or you don't have to worry about anything like that. All you have to worry about is getting to the bus stop at a time so you can ride it. Uh, so we take that more traditional transit model in terms of bus schedule so that people can see it and plan for it accordingly. Uh, but we take more of a modern spin into it in terms of the digitized processing of, of, of boarding onto the, the shuttle bus itself. If I'm living in Campbellford right now, and I want to get down to a doctor's appointment in Port Hope. How how does that work? So I, I go and I, I get my either online or I go down to buy my credits and then explain to me, uh, you know, it's on a Tuesday at three o'clock. So how, how do I do that? For sure. Uh, so what you would do is you would look at our schedule and see what uh, some service in itself would be the best to get you at your uh, your final destination at the time required, right? So we, like Dan mentioned, we have multiple uh, services that's running throughout the day, uh, focusing more so in the morning and then the afternoon uh, times. Uh, so we look at our schedule and see, you know, what time we pick up in Camelford, and then when does that, in terms of following the schedule, will get you into uh, Port Hope itself. Uh, for that one in particular, uh, that inter, uh, that uses two different ones of our 
our, our transit line. So we have the Northumberland line, which is our intercounty line, which travels from Camberford to Brighton to Colburn to Coburg. And then our, our Durham line, which travels from Coburg, Port Hope into uh, the Durham region at Oshawa Go Station there. So for that example in particular, you would be able to grab the uh, Community Connect shuttle in uh, Camberford, ride throughout the shuttle, land into Coburg, and then from Coburg, transition into the Durham line, which will take you into to Port Hope. Uh, the reason why we don't have that full service right there is it allows for more repeated trips um, on that end. And we have a connecting piece, which is at uh, Northumberland Mall in, in Coburg. It's not like, uh, I, I can I do this uh, uh, spontaneously? If, if you know, I, I phoned in the morning and I realized, oh, I, I need to go somewhere this afternoon. Can, can I still do that? Or is, is it like I have to book something in advance so that I, I hook up? Can you explain that part? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so we do have the ability for that more of an emergency type of uh, ability. But when you do buy a ride of credit, you'll get a prompt to say, you know, allow for about 24 to 48 hours uh, before boarding. And the reason for that is, like Dan mentioned, this is a pilot service. So we want to make sure that we have the available seats uh, for you to be able to ride on there. We don't want you to have to go to a spot and then not be able to board because it's it's too crowded. Um, so what we do is we ask uh, a part of that, uh, uh, that boarding process is to reach out to to uh, Community Connect, if you do have an emergency, you do want to ride, then we'll be able to be able to do something like that. But in a normal process, we do ask for that 24-hour, 48 window to ensure that we have a space uh, for you. But we do have uh, ability for uh, the, the the residents of Northumberland County. If you do have that emergency, you can reach us out by, uh, by phone and email, and we'll try to get you on the shuttle as fast as possible. I'd like to take a moment and talk a little bit about Hop-In Technologies. Can you tell us about this company and when it was founded and and uh, how do you got involved with the count uh, with Northumberland in doing this project? For sure. Uh, so Hopin Technologies was uh, founded by myself and my co-founder, Eric Coe, uh, about uh, four and a half years ago now. Uh, the main core uh, business model is that we identified was that to address different types of mobility um, issues across um, multiple different um, uh, landscapes, whether you're more... Uh, uh, downtown core, uh, urban areas, or more rural areas, one of the biggest issues right now is uh, logistics and coordination. Um, so, you know, our, our end, we focus and designed a logistics software that looks at addressing these different trans transportation concerns by taking um, what we call excess transportation capacity, which can be anything from a charter bus, a school bus, or a rideshare or a taxi, and we'd be able to use those and mobilize them to address any particular concerns. So where our relationship started with uh, the county was working with uh, Northumberland Manufacturers Association with uh, Darla Price there. And in essence, what we did was uh, through a relationship and a bit of funding from the Eastern Ontario Leadership Council was we were able to design a program that was designed to help uh, Northumberland Manufacturing um, Associate members and the manufacturers across the county get access to workforce. Uh, as we identified that transportation was a huge barrier to allow people to get to and from work. So we designed a uh, workforce uh, uh, shuttle and transportation program that allowed access for manufacturers to get access to uh, areas like Coburg and, and, and Port Hope, where you had them the more mass amount of, of people into areas like Brighton and Colburn. Uh, so it allowed them to be able to expand uh, their hiring reach and their ability to hire. And we also worked with Wadden Employment to identify where those peoples are. So where we saw success from that was we led to multiple direct hires from this program and people that were able to retain their jobs for over three to six months. 
Uh, and then from there, uh, we started um, interacting uh, with the with the county, with Dan and his and his team there uh, about how we can not only use this for the manufacturer association, but it's banned for the general public as well. This also was good timing uh, with the uh, with the relationship that the county had with Metrolinx, uh, looking at expanding um, uh, Metrolinx reach into the county from um, the Oshawa uh, GO station there. So from there, we had those conversations kind of spiral up. We did a huge survey as well to be able to get the feedback from the individual um, uh, residents of Northumberland in terms of what do they need and what they want. And what we were able to see successful, not only in this county project, but in general, and why we call it a commuter connect, is that we built the uh, consistency of ridership from people who use the um uh, transportation uh, for for work, you know, five days a week, um, and then use that to sprawl out and service the public at large. So we were able to find consistency in the in the the commuters, but also use that those kind of lines to benefit people who are looking at using it for entertainment, visiting friends, doctors' appointments, and stuff like that as well. And from there, we des we designed a line again, like Dan mentioned, to connect the county itself, but also give access to Oshawa and then further on to Toronto as well. Dan, I, I want to come back to you for a second because did we not have uh, a community care uh, running a bus service throughout Northumberland, taking people to appointments and helping uh, uh, seniors and, and that get around? Can you talk a little bit about that and how we started with that and now all of a sudden here's Boyd with his uh, amazing technology and uh, getting all people all over the place within Northumberland. Can you walk us through that? Yeah, I think I think the the beauty of this is that one of the foundations of what Hopin uh, brought to the table was the fact that um, it's it's the efficient use of of what already exists within community, and and so in this case um, we could initiate this pilot without having to to make significant capital expenditures in transportation vehicles. Um, uh, you know, with uh, community care in particular, uh, 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 they should be the poster child for our our our, our vision of bringing together uh, people, partnerships, and possibilities because they've been integral to, to 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 making making this work. They they gave us the they gave us an exceptionally good framework of what the need is, and then on on top of that, we've been able to utilize the resources they have in terms of their their actual. Uh, 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 buses, um, so it's 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 been a, a great partnership, and um, you know, key to this was I think having the having the technology which could outlay the 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 uh, the, the scheduling, which is you know unto itself a very a very challenging challenging entity. So it, 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 it sometimes it's just timing and the timing was 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 right between manufacturer demand between an existing service that could support really specific individual needs uh, between the and, and also the growth of, 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 uh, of bus companies that would make the service available uh, to give us a, a more uh, sort of fulsome ability to handle a larger larger volume. So uh, uh, it just it just all sort of came came together. It's it's really using what we have, and I think that's one of the beauties of this. So we have community care tra transits uh, yeah. co contributing to this, but I also understand there's an another uh, bus company, Eastern Charters. What what do they provide in this mix? 
So they are their our Durham line um, operating. So community care operates in Northumberland uh, line in terms of that intercounty uh, transportation, which is great as well because they have so much familiarity with the county itself. They actually provided feedback on particular pickup spots and areas that we should be able to leverage, and we do do, do leverage for community uh, for uh, community connect. So they've been pivotal, like Dan mentioned on that. But Eastern Charters allows us that access to the Durham region. They're a company that comes from uh, Bowmanville, and one of the challenges with community care, more specifically is making that transportation between the Durham region um, and uh, and Northumberland County something they can do, but it's very taxing on their vehicles. While um, the, the vehicles of the Eastern Charters is more um, built and, and suited for those kind of long-term uh, transportation because they're used to making trips uh, to Niagara Falls, to Quebec, you know, so they will do those, you know, eight-hour, um, potentially up to eight-hour drive. So they're a company that is more suited for longer uh, trips such as that on a more repeated uh, basis. So that's where we were able to leverage, like Dan mentioned, a, a resource that was um, in the Durham region and a company that was well suited to be able to do that allows community care to focus internally in terms of North Armand County in terms of what all they offer there and then Eastern Charters being able to add that support to give um, the residents of Northumberland uh, access to Oshawa Go Station and further on Toronto as well. If I was a resident of Brighton and I wanted to get to the Go Station I, you've already explained really well that I would take the the one route that would take me to Coburg, then I would switch buses to the to the uh, Durham line, and the Durham line would take me. To, how long would that take? Yeah. Uh, so in terms of that, that would uh, from uh, Brighton to uh, to Coburg itself, that would look at um, probably about a thirty five minute. Don't have the schedule directly in front of me right now. Um, but then from uh, Coburg itself to the Oshawa, it's another um, a 55 uh, minute trip there. So if you're looking from Brighton and the way that we've de designed the schedule as well is so there's a level of sync as well. So there's not a lot of time that you're waiting in terms of uh, trans uh, 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 transfer. So you'll be arriving and you'll be waiting, you know, somewhere between 10 minutes, allowing for a flexibility of traffic delays, whatever it may be. Um, and then you'll be able to jump on there. So the schedule itself is designed to be able to sync up. Uh, so you, there's not a lot of uh, waiting time from a transitional standpoint. So uh, if I heard correctly, we're looking at about approximately an hour and a half would, from Brighton yeah. would get me to the GO station and then I could go in and then I, coming back would be approximately the same. All right. Correct. That, that's interesting. So, Dan, from your perspective, where where are we at at this halfway point? How would you characterize it? Um, um, I, well, we're seeing continued uh, growth in ridership at the halfway mark. Uh, one of the other uh, real advantages is, to, is, is, is with respect to partnering with Hopin is the accumulation of data and and and. In, in, in this case, seeing the increase in utilization of the service over over, over time, we did a September launch. Uh, we we invested uh, heavily in, in marketing and, and community awareness of what was being offered, and certainly uh, in a in a relatively short period of time, I, I would say somewhere between two and three weeks, any of the so-called sort of uh, you know, occasional bugs in the system were, were, were worked out and uh, ridership tended to uh, just start to continually increase in the, in the first six months, we, uh, we have just under 600 registered users that, that have signed up to the, to the payment portal. Um, uh, our next step after this, this particular six month sort of halfway point is to begin to reinvest in, 
in in marketing and and, and especially through through social media, the both the advantages of the the, the, the system and and create awareness. I mean, you know, in, in, in the Northumberland context, uh, we, uh, we 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 often get. Well, I've never I've never heard of this service. Well, it's not too relevant to the, the majority, a large majority of Northumberland residents who have cars and vehicles who can transport themselves. But there is a significant portion of Northumberland residents who are very much dependent upon this. And certainly, if you start looking at areas like medical appointments and 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 and, and not so much the one-offs, but the one-offs that are very very regular, this sort of tends to become an essential service essential service for them. We'll we'll make a decision, I guess, once we see what one year looks like. Um, I think I think Boyd would probably agree with me that one year may not be enough time to make a determination on how a, how a pilot is engaging in community especially one of this nature i think it takes i think it takes at least a minimum of 24 months if not 30 months to start to institutionalize it into the into the community so that that will be one of those decisions we'll have to make uh, as we as we approach the fall and see what how how county council feels about that now boyd Dan just mentioned about 600 people signed up to the payment portal. How many people are using the the service on a regular basis? Yeah, um, what's actually great about it, the program over the last little while is that we're starting to see um, uh, more regular uh, trips um, from people. Um, so what initially started off, it started with a lot of people uh, trying it out and seeing and using it. But a lot of people are now uh, relying on it in terms of uh, getting you know to and from work. Um, so what we have is an ability for in terms of buying rider credits, you can buy individual trips or round trips, but then you can also buy in, in, uh, in, in, in essence, packs of 10 and packs of 20, where you see uh, further distance discounts when you're buying it in volume. Um, and uh, from there, that's when people are able to use them on, on a more regular basis. And we're starting to see larger increases of people who are uh, using it on a regular basis. I was actually looking at the numbers uh, over this weekend, and you were able to see, you know, consistent ridership of people um, that are people are using the, the service regularly, um, somewhere between on a week to week basis, somewhere between seven and 15 people um, that are using it on a regular basis from for work proponents. And then you add on top of the people that are using it for visit visiting family or any type of other uh, reasons in terms of entertainment or medical appointments. And you start to see that that number start to increase there. Uh, so out of the, uh, you know, 500 or so uh, riders that are sorry, people that are in the payments uh, portal, you're probably seeing, you know, about 80 to 85 percent of those who have already actively engaged uh, with our service um, in one way or the other, whether it be more regular trips or it would be, um, you know, the one off trips when they require it. Is there anything really comparable, say, to, you know, the previous uh, community care services that were being offered? I mean, is there any way that we're going to be able to measure this so that we can say, you know, th this is this is really working and and and, you know, we're we're providing a, a great service. I, I mean, when Boyd says things like seven to 15 people regularly using it, I'm, I'm sure eyes widen because it doesn't sound like a lot. And yet, as you say, it's a pilot project. So how do we. What's the measuring stick that helps us understand how significant this is? I think I think there's a, a couple of things attributed to this. Um, if 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 we don't create some sort of internal mechanism to, to transport individuals, then we I, I, I think um, 
as, as, as it impacts in a couple of different ways. Trying to attract individuals as potential talent to Northumberland, if they're limited to one vehicle and they need they need transportation services, there really needs to be some mechanism to get people moving from location to to to, to location. Um, I think. I, I, I think there has to be a willingness to suggest that we could, cannot make a, a decision just in a 12-month period, but need to extend the time that this, this takes in order to start to institutionalize it into, in, 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 into the, 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 the entire sort of county framework of the services, the services we, we should, should be providing. Another element that keeps entering the discussion here is also the, the, the environmental impact of, of individuals using using you know an internal transportation network as opposed to all individually driving um, there are some you know granted at, at this point in time uh, it's 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 not uh, cheap to do this 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 project just to put the dollars up, up, up front but the, the one-year project Metrolinks contributed fifty thousand dollars to the to the project because they're looking for data to build a business case and the county uh, uh, used a, 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 a reserve that had been in place for trying to initiate this project over the last couple of years, and are contributing two hundred fifty thousand dollars to the project for the for the one year activity. Now, this this also includes the initial uh, setup, uh, the marketing component. So that's sort of the all 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 in price for for one 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 year. One has to start to balance that against the cost of ridership. But then one also has to balance that as to whether or not what's the cost of, of, of not having it in terms of of, of uh, community community need. So I'm not sure what the final determinant is going to be, but uh, the one thing we we do have is sort of numbers that in, in indicate an ongoing increase in in, in usage. Uh, we'll we'll probably have a better uh, handle on this post the the march marketing thrust and see if we could make some significant gains in, in increasing the amount of ridership but i think uh, our, our our role is to suggest that you know it it's 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 an essential service boyd uh, dan's already mentioned that this <clears throat> project's costing about three hundred thousand dollars all total to get it off the ground and going but how much if i was uh, uh wanting to ride, ride or use the service how much would it cost me to take a trip or for a fare? Sure. Uh, if you're looking at transportation throughout the county with that Northumberland line you mentioned, uh, that's a $9 uh, trip. Uh, so if you're looking, you know, the example you mentioned before from Campbellford into, into Coburg, you know, that's a, it's a $9 uh, trip there. And then if you're looking to get access to the Durham regions from either Port Hope or Coburg into Oshawa or vice versa, it's uh, $13. So that's the, the, the cost for it, uh, for it one way. Um, and the, the way that we looked at the pricing model is looking at something very similar to the uh, the Metrolinx uh, pricing model uh, with anticipation of uh, Metrolinx coming in and expanding and, and building uh, services into the area. We wanted to have uh, price points that were uh, similar to their uh, their pricing as well. So it's a it's a flat fee. It would be nine dollars if I was in Campbellford or Colborne or Butley or whatever. Correct. Correct. All right. Dan, we recently heard the mayor of Coburg say the town transit system was a luxury. What message do you think this sends to riders across the county and to county council about the importance of regional transit services? Well, I think um, 
I, I think uh, the, the, the more that we can uh, in, in, inform uh, community as, as, as well as elected officials about the value of this particular service, the, the, that we may we may see that there there are varying opinions on the the the, uh, the, the need for this. I think uh, I think we view it as a necessity in terms of of uh, you know creating uh, creating community you know we, we we often speak of economic most people think of economic development as purely you know just just bring in the business and the, and the way the business goes but i mean a truly vibrant community is one that considers not only the economic component but considers the environmental component the social component uh, the, the, you know the, it, it's 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 a, it's a it's a it's a broader broader package um uh yeah, the, the cost of, of transportation on an individual basis in terms of auto uh, automobile ownership uh, insurance and operating costs is, is significant um, you know this is an alternative for for providing uh, opportunities for employment from with within community so I think I think um, I, 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 I think it'll create debate. Boyd, what's next? What's next is looking at, um, continuing to look at the data and look at how we can improve it. Um, we've already actually adjusted the uh, Northumberland line um, already uh, based on feedback that we're getting from riders and uh, and stuff like that to look at different timings and, 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 and syncing up better with the Durham line. So what's beneficial about the program that we have uh, versus, you know, some more traditional models is our ability to be flexible and adjust and adapt. Uh, so we already made a change within the six months uh, to the schedule for the Northumberland line to make it so that it was more convenient for people in terms of people getting to and from places. We've also made the uh, customer service experience uh, augmented it that way as well. Uh, the one thing uh, I, I like to mention uh, with, with Hopin in, in general is that we, you know, we're not necessarily passionate about transportation, but we're passionate about what the what transportation means and the impact it has. Um, so we're really big on you know listening and getting feedback from the individual people, um, allowing the, uh, a piece of conversation for that to happen. We get emails all the time about here's how I think it can it can be better, and we love getting that feedback. So what's next for us is understanding and continuing to improve the program. Um, you know we obviously had a great uh, event um, last week about um, getting uh, more and more people involved and champions around transportation to show impact, um, to get the the, the word out there uh, for people as well. So we're going to continue improving the program continue to grow the program as well and uh hopefully continue to open eyes um of, of people to show the impact of transportation and what this can mean um for the for individuals but for the community at large as well dan what's next for the county um well i i, I think i think it's also important to, to to frame this in terms of there's a uh, there is an urban rural divide and that you know there there are there are you know all the advantages of, of, of rural living but there are also costs associated with it and wanting to maintain uh, a, a rural environment uh, with provision of services that will keep it vibrant is one of the costs that, that is one of the you know it's a it, it, there's a cost involved and there are choices involved as to how how that that's to uh, to, to, to be to be maintained Um uh, 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 I, I think I think next for us is is 
ensuring that uh, we do everything we can to pr- promote uh, the viability of the of the, the service that we're uh, currently uh, pr- providing, and also try and provide as much uh, information out that creates awareness about the service. Um, so. Uh, I think that's 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 part and parcel. I, I also think, just from our own particular position, there, uh, we would we would we would we would hope that there's there's the willingness to extend the length of the pilot. Boyd Reed, Dan Borowick, thank you so much for talking to me today. It's a pleasure. Thank you. That was Boyd Reed, CEO and co-founder of Hopin Technologies, and Dan Borowick. Director of Strategic Initiatives for Northumberland County. I want to thank my guests this week for talking to me, and I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in today. Please join me again next week when we will talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life and Northumberland County. So please tune in. If you would like to listen or share this or any podcast, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. There you will find past podcasts, news, and other information about life and politics in Northumberland County. Or you can go to the radio station's website at northumberland897.ca. I'm Robert Washburn. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen in, and I hope over the week you will continue to consider this. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Consider This. If you have any comments or would like to suggest a story, please contact me at considerthisnorthumberland at gmail.com or you can message me on Facebook at Consider This. If you enjoyed this podcast or are looking for more news and information about Northumberland County, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. That's consider-this.ca. And don't forget to share. And again, thank you for listening and stay tuned for more from Consider This.